And now, our number one with the Saturday special. Here is your host, MZ. Oh, hi, Aaron. How are you? I'm doing just fine. How are you? <laughs> Good. Is my audio okay here from KSCO North 2? You're sounding just groovy, man. Groovy. All right. I'm so excited about starting the program officially, and you're going to punch that button for the hour one jingle, yeah? Right now, you want me to fire away? Sure. Might as well. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Good yes, morning. Sir. A brighter day is here. Good morning. May we bring you cheer. We've got time, we've got teams, we've got time, teams and temperature. Get up and go, it's today you know on KSCO Radio. Wow, how did it get to be March 15th already? It seemed like only a minute ago that it was 2010. Hi everybody, welcome to Saturday Special with MZ. On your favorite radio station, AM 1080 KSCO, we hope you're going to enjoy the next uh, couple hours. We, uh, If you don't, then we'll give you your money back, okay? So uh, stay with us. We hope you'll enjoy it. Take care. Good morning. Now stay right here on KSCO Radio. Special fanfare music bed signifies that we have an extra special guest today. I'm going to punch up the uh, special guest on the board here and uh, welcome. Uh, w- well, uh, this special guest probably has a voice that most of you will recognize. Um, special guest, are you there? Well, if you're talking about Doc Wallach, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We are. How you doing, Doc? Fabulous, fabulous. You, you, you are this in... This is the Ides of March. My name is not Caesar, so I don't have to worry. <laughs> Great. Listen, you are in uh, uh, Berkeley, California, for continuing education, and I know of no human being who travels as much as you do. And the reason that you do that is because you've been on uh, pretty much a lifelong mission, right? That is correct, Michael. And, of course, um, uh, I give 300 free lectures a year. It's actually probably going to be closer to 400 this year because I'm doing two and three on Saturdays. And you got a, a great new book coming out in, uh, in, 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 in less than a month, am I right? Uh, it's uh, 10 days. It'll be out on the streets. What, and you've written how many books at all now? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, when, you, when, you talk about books, when you talk about books for the general public, Michael, this is uh, number 14. And uh, when you're looking at uh, scientific books, which is kind of both, uh, this is um, uh, the third one that I've done by myself, and I've written multiples of chapters for multi-author textbooks, uh, about a half a dozen of those. So it's probably about my 20th book. All right. Now, now it's it's got to be hard on you to be traveling so much. Uh, it's it's basically 28 days out of every month that you're traveling giving lectures. And you've been doing this for many, many, many years. And you never seem to tire. What what gives what gives you the energy to do this? And and, and why do you do this? There's, there's nobody quite like you. Well, 
Well, thank you. It was very kind. And I've been uh, doing things at this pace for about 36 years. And um, the reason goes back to when I was nine years old. And when I was nine years old, I started taking the 90 essential nutrients twice a day. Uh, and it makes it 67 years I've been on the 90 essential nutrients twice a day. Um, now, using the Chinese method of aging, I'll be uh, 75 uh, in uh, uh, June. And um, I, I have not been sick other than the odd cold here and there. I, I don't have any health problems whatsoever in 67 years. I've never in my whole life been on a prescription drug. My blood pressure is 90 over 60. My resting pulse is 43. When I used to wrestle for the University of Missouri, my resting pulse was 38. And um, let's see here. All my blood tests, all my urine tests are just absolutely dead center in the normal. And I do my own physicals uh, like every month uh, for less than $5. And anybody using the information in the book, Let's Play Doctor, can run to the pharmacy, get all the same test strips your doctor will use in his office, charge you $800 for a physical. And you can do your own physical for 5 bucks. It will be equal or better than what he does, including the equivalent of a colonoscopic exam. <laughs> well, a- anyhow, so w- when you were a kid, you you discovered because uh, you you grew up on a farm, and and your your daddy uh, was uh, feeding vitamin and mineral pellets to the livestock, and you wondered why they didn't you didn't feed them to the to the to the humans, right? Well, that that's what sort of started later. this that, whole thing. Oh. Well, it actually came later. The thing that really uh, started it, Michael, was when I was four years old. They developed the beginnings of what today would be called um, Tourette's syndrome. And it got worse and worse and worse almost daily. By the time I was nine years old, all my friends thought I was possessed because I'd have facial tics and grunting and I'd squat down and grunt and have uh, facial cramps and gnarl my face all up. And they were sure and positive that I was possessed. And uh, finally, my mom took me to an eye doctor. I don't know why an eye doctor, but took me to an eye doctor. And the eye doctor said, you know, I can't find anything wrong with him except that he has long eyelashes are probably hitting his glasses, curling back and tickling his eyeballs, making this happen. Well, I'm nine years old, and I'm saying, nah, that can't be right. I just knew that that could not be right. So the next day at school, I went to um, the library, and I found a nurse's health book. And I looked under eyelashes and eyelid twitches and couldn't find anything. But I did start with the A's and went down through all the words in the index, and I hit cramps under C. And playing sports, I knew about cramps. And I said, well, maybe it's a facial cramp. So um, I went to the page it said to go to, and it said it's a calcium deficiency. So uh, every morning before the bus would pick me up to go to school, I had chores to feed the calves. We were going to sell at auction and stuff like that. And they were in the form of pellets, and they had little analysis tags on the big bags. And as I'm feeding these calves, you know, out of curiosity, you're a kid, and I'd read the analysis tags and say so much protein, so much fiber, so much carbohydrate, so much fat, so much vitamin A, and so much calcium, and so on. And so I remember those um, analysis tags and those uh, little alfalfa pellets for the calves. So as soon as I got home that day, I started eating handfuls of those calf pellets. The next morning, I threw the Cheerios out to the chickens and filled my cereal bowl up with those calf pellets, put uh, milk in there. My mom was going to stop me. My dad says, no, maybe he's doing something here. Let's just watch. And in three days' time, that Tourette syndrome that was getting worse and worse and worse, I mean, very rapidly over a five-year period, went away in three days. So when I was nine years old, I knew that doctors didn't know anything about nutrition and diseases that doctors were baffled by could be treated and reversed and prevented with nutrition. And that's when I asked my dad, how come we don't do things for humans with nutrition like we do animals? And he said, classically, it's in the book, Dead Doctors, I'll never forget it. Shut up, boy. You're getting farm fresh food. You're getting free exercise, fresh air. Get back to work. Don't ask questions. <laughs> wow. 
Well, you sure, um, well, maybe you didn't ask many questions after that, uh, but you sure did a lot of stuff. Reading. Here easily. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was busy reading after that. Uh-huh, I'll bet. All right, so uh, fast forward, uh, you know, uh, 20, 25 years or something, uh, a pretty devastating thing happened in your life, right? Well, yes, uh, my dear wife, uh, Josephine, uh, died uh, at the hands of doctors, I might add. She, she was killed by the doctors. We had four young children. Now, when you say killed by the doctors, what do you mean? You mean a botched surgery or, or, or wrong diagnosis or what? No, I think their diagnosis is correct. Uh, she had um, Hodgkin's disease, which uh, nobody dies from, really. Uh, she was 28 years old, just a great lady, and uh, loved her very dearly. We had uh, f four beautiful children. And um, they came to me and said, you know, we've got this new cure for Hodgkin's disease. That's where they you've got this new cure for Hodgkin's disease. There's absolutely no negative side effects. Really? Can you promise me that? Yeah. Oh, listen, Doc, this is it. You, you'll be amazed. It absolutely has no negative side effects. It's a cure. And you were already a doctor yourself, right? Well, I was, I was a veterinarian at that point. Veterinarian, okay. Yeah. All I was right. a veterinarian, so I had a doctor of veterinary medicine. I already had my postdoc in comparative pathology. And so I essentially had my veterinary degree, my agricultural degree, and a postdoc, which is equivalent to a Ph.D. in comparative pathology, where I was doing pathology autopsies in both animals and people. And so I said, okay. And I read what they gave me, and it you know, looked promising. And the main thing was it had no negative side effects. And they gave her the, the, the drug, and three weeks later she was dead. She was very, she was not sick. She was very vibrant and everything, and, and certainly it was the drug that killed her. And they just shrugged their shoulders and say, well, she's one of that billion that, that couldn't tolerate the drug. Well, that didn't answer my questions or help me or the kids. And so, uh, again, to make a long story short, about the same time, um, 10 days later, the Emory University and the Yerkes Primate Center fired me. Uh, a year previous to that, I discovered the first non-human case of cystic fibrosis in, in a monkey at, at the Primate Center in, in Atlanta. So she was with the Yerkes and uh, with uh, excuse me Emory University, and uh, they'd made news releases. All the experts looked at the materials and agreed that I had a correct diagnosis, and I was Mr. Wonderful and uh, just uh, the darling of the Medical Association, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. And then when they asked me, they said, "Look, um, are there any other siblings, or you know, can we get more babies from this mother and father?" And I said, "Well, it's better than that." At the very least here, I think we have an animal model because I've traced back why this monkey got the cystic fibrosis. I did biopsies on colony mates who were not blood relatives. I did biopsies of the pancreas and the livers. And they all have cystic fibrosis, just like the one that was the original one that everybody agreed on. And I know what causes it. And I can um, prevent and, and cure this particular problem. I can uh, make you a 1,000 monkeys with what we call cystic fibrosis uh, in a six-month time, and everybody can study it. And this will be, a, at the very least, an animal model. It might even be the prevention and cure for cystic fibrosis. And they fired me 10 days after my wife died. And so. And the reason they fired you is because why? Well, the reason what did why they, they tell you? Well, they told me, they said, look, we got thousands of doctors whose careers are banked on cystic fibrosis. They told me that. Are banked on it being muscular dystrophy. Uh, excuse me, being um, genetically transmitted like muscular dystrophy. And so. Uh, there's no way that we could even let out a, a theory that it could be related to um, uh, a nutritional deficiency during pregnancy. They said, well, uh, there's a lot of uh, animal models for other diseases that are thought to be genetically transmitted, and they create them in one way or another. Maybe this is just an animal model, not really cystic fibrosis. They said, well, we just can't afford it, Wallach, to, to raise any questions, and so you're fired. 
I said, don't I get to defend my research like a Ph.D. student does? No, Wallach, you're fired. And it's kind wow. of interesting, in 2005, um, the government stopped funding all primate research for human benefit because it's too expensive. It's $1,000 a day for a monkey and $0.10 cents a day for a mouse. They said, hey, if you want to do monkey research, go to the Bill Gates Foundation or Warren Buffett or Donald Trump. Don't come to us. Uh, we'll, we'll fund mouse research, but not monkey research. And so to try and um, get um, the government to recant on that uh, decision, uh, they did a special issue of the International Laboratory Animal Research Journal on the wonderful things that uh, human medicine has benefited from from primate research. And in the 20th century, they listed the top five. And guess what number three was? The discovery of the first non-human case of cystic fibrosis. And in brackets, now this is an international scientific journal. In brackets, they said in big, bold letters, and Emory University refused to release the name of the young veterinary pathologist who made the discovery. Close brackets. Well, at least that's out. <laughs> oh, and so it just shows you, even yet today, they're trying to protect their industry as opposed to protecting the kids. At any rate, that's what drove me to become a physician. Back in 1978, when they fired me, I went back to school and became a naturopathic physician. Went to uh, the National College of Naturopathic Medicine, which is kind of like the Harvard of naturopathic medical schools, um, funded by... That's, that's uh, in Oregon, education. right? It's in Portland, Oregon, mm -hmm. and became one of the first licensees in California when, when uh, they licensed uh, naturopathic physicians in California. I think it's probably got to be six, seven years ago. Um, you know, we have over a 1,000 naturopathic physicians now in California. My license number is 61. And so I kind of got it first in line, so to speak, and uh, have been practicing since uh, 1978 as a naturopathic physician and using everything I'd learned in veterinary medicine in my pathology work on my human patients, and it works. And so that's kind of the short version of how we got to where we are today. But but you don't you don't have an office, and you don't practice in the traditional sense where patients can come and visit you and 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 consult with you. Because well, I do you have an office uh, in uh, Chula Vista, California. In East Lake, which is, uh, as the name implies, it's at the east end of Chula Vista, a suburb of San Diego. Uh, it's probably the, the largest office of any naturopathic uh, doctor uh, in the world. A 65,000 square foot office. Uh, we bought the land and built it to my specifications. It's my building, my land. And we did this um, just so we could deal with millions of people. Right now we're dealing with millions of people in over 50 countries. And we're, we're trying to add two or three more countries here every year. We're very excited about this, and but I don't have a traditional practice because uh, what I do is it's almost a online practice, uh, and I, I uh, have been working with you for what 18 years now. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Close to 20 years with uh, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie Radio. No, I, I, story I, this November, this November will mark the 20th anniversary of you and I becoming acquainted with each other. Well, there you and, go. And and I I should tell that story a little yep. bit. This is a pretty good time to do that. Absolutely. I I, re, I, I received a phone call from from you back in November of 1994, inquiring about how much it would cost to purchase. Uh, one hour uh, of radio time once a week to do an alternative health call-in show. And I, I quote, I think it was $300 at the time, and this was a Thursday on the telephone. I didn't know who you were. You had just heard that um, Santa Cruz in the Monterey Bay area is a particularly alternative health-conscious part of the world. And because you were in the business of uh, educating people about nutrition and selling a line of premium quality uh, nutritional supplements, mostly liquid-based, 
uh, <clears throat> uh, people had advised you to, to get in touch with, with radio stations in areas where the population seems to be very receptive to the idea. And Santa Cruz is right at the forefront of that. Uh, so you contacted me, and we, we made a deal on the telephone, and uh, that was a Thursday, and the following Sunday... You were on the air, uh, doing a, uh, do, doing your, your program, and <clears throat> almost immediately, that, that was a program that was on at 7 o'clock in the morning. You called it Let's Play Doctor. Um, and, uh, almost immediately, w during the next week, people were calling the radio station saying, how do we get in touch with that, with that doctor that you have on early in the morning on Sunday? He sounds really, you know, intriguing. Uh, it sounds like he could really help us. What's his What's his phone number for to make an appointment? We said, well, uh, the only number we we don't have any number here for for his office. He's sort of like a radio doctor. Anyhow, in a matter of uh, in a matter of weeks, I guess uh, you decided that uh, you were coming through town. Actually, you used the radio program on Sunday morning on KSCO to promote the fact that you were uh, going to be coming through town. I think it was like in week 10 of our 13-week original contract. And, um, you know, for two or three weeks before, you said, hey, on Sunday, such and such a day, I'm, or, 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 or Monday, whatever it was, I'm going to be coming through Santa Cruz, and we're going to be uh, having a free health lecture at the uh, Seacliff Inn in Aptos, and uh, and would like to have you come and, and hear me. Well, that was my opportunity to get to come and meet you for the first time. Uh, because everything that you and I had talked about and on the deal we had made for the radio program and everything was on the telephone. So I went and saw your lecture, was blown away, because your lecture, Dead Doctors Don't Lie lecture, um, is not the same as uh, what later became the Dead Doctors Don't Lie radio show. Anyhow, long story short, I went and visited you at... Um, at uh, the Seacliff Inn, I said, hey, I'm Michael from the radio station. She said, oh, nice to meet you. And during the break, I asked you, I said, you know, you're in week 10 of your of our 13-week, uh, you know, contract here for this radio program uh, broadcast time. Do you think you're going to want to renew this? And you gave me a look like I was someone from another planet. I had never been looked at by anybody that way before. <laughs> it sort of scared me. <clears throat> and, and, and you said to me, why would I want to stop doing what works so well and efficiently for my business? So I said to you, oh, that's great. So you're going to renew. Well, how long do you want to renew for? And your answer was forever. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, my God, I wish all my advertisers were like this. You know, <laughs> wants, wants to renew forever. So... <clears throat> Anyhow, at that point, you were you were an advertiser. But what an advertiser! An advertiser is putting out information in in like a one hour format where you can talk with, not just at the people. Okay, and uh, so I, I felt really good about that. Always felt good about putting out the, the, your information that you you don't seem to be able to get, you know, anywhere else. Even back this twenty years ago. Anyhow. You you, um, you you stayed on after a couple of years or so. I, I knew you for, for almost two years before I realized that you were using a business model that I um, knew about but, but did not know that you were utilizing, and that is the network marketing business model, friends telling friends and, uh, about, about products 
and introducing them and so forth. It reminded me of, of Amway. That's that's the name that comes to mind with with most people. Amway uses uh, uses the network, or also known as multi-level marketing business model, and. <clears throat> It's funny, I knew you for almost two years before I realized that that's the business model that you use. And that's the reason why you, um, uh, 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 you have the lifestyle that you do of being on the road uh, um, all over the country and sometimes out of our country putting on this great captivating lecture that many people in the KSEO audience have heard. And I, I want you to, to pick up the story now, and, and uh, after the, your, the, the tragic death of your wife and the, and the most unfortunate uh, of firing uh, uh, your, of, of, of you by the Yerkes uh, Institute, and he, here you were a widower left with four kids, and you were a licensed uh, doctor of veterinary medicine, and you, I guess, I guess, were back to going to school. You started going to school, or you already were a naturopath. I sort of lost it right then. Yeah, no, I actually, um, when I got fired, uh, I had to figure out what to do, and I started going to various um, uh, continuing education events for veterinarians, pathologists, human pathologists, because I was a comparative pathologist doing autopsies on animals and people. And so I was going any place I could to get a job as a pathologist someplace uh, or as a veterinarian for an institute, research, universities kind of thing. And uh, as soon as, you know, I'd give my uh, resumes, as soon as they call Emory University Yerkes, they'd call me back and say, hey, you know, your reputation is pretty tarnished here. You look good on paper, but when we kind of look at it, uh, you're going against the tide here, so sorry we can't hire you. And uh, that went on. At the same time, I got a call uh, from a friend uh, who said, uh, hey, I saw in the newspaper he got fired and everything. His name was John Troxell. He was a veterinarian who graduated a year before me. He says, I can help you, Wallach. He says, uh, uh, I'm going to get a, a very large uh, uh, advertising company here and tell them the story and have them tell the story publicly and get interviews for you and see if we can't get you some help here. And uh, he spent a lot of money back in those days, $20,000, which is chum change today, but back then it was a lot of money. And I said, you know, I'll never be able to pay you back. And he says, don't worry about that. We're going to have some fun. And people are going to have fun with $20,000, which is kind of like $200,000 today, which is like wild. And sure. so, um, especially to an academic guy who's getting paid 1000 bucks a month, right? And so um, uh, he did, and he got me on 2020. He got me in 1,700 newspapers around the country. It was a big hoo-ha for about three months. I was getting asked to give lectures all over the place. And uh, the most important thing that came out of that was that um, uh, I was at a big event in Chicago. Um, it was the National Health Federation, one of these alternative bunches, which I'd never heard about before. And it looked like a bunch of sword swallowers and, and uh, belly dancers and herbalists and things I'd never heard of. <laughs> Because I've been straight university the whole time, and uh, but there was three thousand people there, and they all came to hear my lecture. Um, I, I had no other competing lectures at the time, so they all came to the auditorium um, and uh, listened. Three thousand was the biggest live non-professional audience I'd ever had, and at the same time, the the board members and some of the faculty from the Naturopathic College in Portland, Oregon, National College of Naturopathic Medicine, the Harvard Naturopathic uh, Medical Schools. Uh, said, hey, Wallach, we'd like you to come give a lecture to our continued education at the Oregon uh, Naturopathic Medical Association. And I said, well, I don't have any money. He said, no, no, we'll pay your all your expenses and give you an honorarium. Oh, an honorarium, I'm in because I needed the money. No job, no income. And so I went, and then after my lecture, they said, hey, how would you like to teach 
at the naturopathic college here, you know, teach uh, nutrition and biochemistry, I said, fine, no problem. I'd love to do that. But I want to be able to get the degree at the same time. So, well, you know everybody who teaches ask that. And they've, uh, uh, some of them, it took them eight years to do it. If it's just the one or two that did do it, then the others, they kind of dropped out of, the, of that track. It was just too busy teaching the other things in their life. I said, no, no, I, I want to do it. Let me determine how long it's going to take me. He said, well, it's going to take you six to eight years. Well, by the time they looked at my my transcripts of all the university that had so much uh, human anatomy and pathology and biochemistry and and um, histology, histopathology, um, physical therapy, all the stuff you can think of. Um, I was able to test out of stuff. I was able to get transfer credits. So I was able to do it uh, in three or four courses a year for two years, uh, got what I had holes in, and became a, a graduate naturopathic physician, got licensed right away. And uh, since ni- 1978, as an advanced standing student, I already did my residency before I even graduated because they gave me an advanced standing so I could do my residency before I graduated. And so in 1982, I graduated after having two years' experience as a resident in naturopathic medicine, uh, treating literally hundreds of people a month. And uh, so since 1982, been a licensed naturopathic physician in Oregon and for the past, I think, seven or eight years in, in California. And uh, this that's kind of how we got to the point we are now. Okay, now how, how did the network marketing or multi-level marketing enter the picture? How did that well, happen? That's a fascinating story. Michael, when I first started, it was very obvious. Again, I'm a widower. I got four kids. I've got to have a practice to generate money. And I was lecturing from Vancouver, B.C., all the way south on Highway 5 to Mexico, hitting the big cities along what's called the I-5 corridor. And now, where, were, where were your kids? Excuse me for interrupting, but where were your kids during all that? Were they in tow with you? I don't get it. No, no. Uh, basically, what would happen, I do my lecturing on the weekends. I had my kids with me, obviously, uh, take care of them during the week, Monday through Friday. But on Saturday and Sunday, I was on the road lecturing, and I had a local church there that had about 50 women who were in their 50s and 60s. I didn't get any teenager. That would be problematic. I got 50, uh, 30, whatever it was, these women over the age of 50 uh, who wanted some extra money, and I said I'd pay them double what the going rate was. I think the going rate back then was like 3 bucks an hour. I gave them 6 bucks an hour. And they each had a list uh, of all the other ladies from the various churches around there. And if they couldn't uh, make their appointed thing, they were responsible for calling somebody else to fill in. And uh, those great ladies did a great job and took care of my kids on Saturday and Sunday when I was lecturing. And I was actually building my practice, and then my practice grew very rapidly. And I realized at that point, because I was generating so many patients, I was seeing 100 patients a day, and if I had the time, I could see 500 patients a day, but I didn't have the time. And so I had to figure out a way to be able to leverage my time. And um, uh, it was very soon somebody came to me and said, um, you know, uh, I have a way to... Uh, give you residual income. I had no idea what they were talking about. I said, I do not know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? And they said, look, this is a way where you can work um, hard for a couple of years, and then um, you're going to get residual income. So you can work less. Yes, you're going to get more money later. I said, well, I'm not afraid of hard work. So if that really works, they kind of drew out how this thing was constructed and how it worked. And I said, well, let's give it a try for a while. And um, what I did was I signed up my office help, uh, directly underneath me because they were always asking for raises because the number of patients were going up and up and up and their responsibilities and time, they didn't have time to sit around the water fountain and gab because they were so busy and they wanted more money and I didn't want to give them more money so I said, I'll tell you what, I'll sign you up in this thing and we'll put the patients under you and it grew very rapidly 
And soon I was actually getting income from patients who were from, you know, five, six states east of me because um, I was in Portland, Oregon. But I was getting income from patients who were in Missouri, um, in Delaware, in Florida, in Louisiana, because their friends or their college roommates or their relatives were getting them going on my programs through the network marketing piece. And eventually my help, my office help, was making an extra couple of thousand dollars a month from their checks from sales outside the state. I couldn't afford to pay them that. They just loved it. They were very good about following up and making sure people stayed on the rails and answered questions that I didn't have to deal with. They actually began to put on meetings on their own uh, for products I didn't have time to deal with, like beauty products and things like that. And so I was getting income from thousands and thousands and thousands of patients that I never saw because and they were using my programs. Uh, so it was a cookie-cutter operation. Everything was being done as I laid it out, but I didn't have to have hands-on in each of those extra thousands of patients every month. And so I realized Doc. what a good deal it was. Doc, when you say thousands and thousands and thousands, yes. people think you're exaggerating. Oh no! But you know what? I, I I know I know you're not. I know you're not because I've been with you now for, as we say, going on 18 years now. Mm-hmm. And when you say thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, that make people roll the mo, most people roll their eyes. How can one person influence that many people? You can through this model, and you do. And the wonderful thing, people are always complimenting KSCO. They say it's a radio station like no other station in the world. And it is a station like no other station in the world. And the reason it's a station like no other station in the world is because I connected with you about 18 years ago. Okay? And I feel really, 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 really good about about helping you uh, spread your message and helping other people become on ordinary people become entrepreneurial. Okay, I just now, feel really really good here, about before you yeah. before you finish your story here. Let me ask you a quick question here, which I think the audience will love to hear. How many radio stations now have been influenced by the KSEO model, uh, and and how many organizations? How many? Radio stations are involved with KCO, and this information that we've been putting on for almost 18 years now, Monday through Friday, you know, for an hour every day, that gets rebroadcast, it's in the computer archives and all this kind of stuff. How many radio stations now have access to what you and I do? Oh, well, all of them, all of them have access. Do they use it and rebroadcast it? No, not too much. And the reason, and, and I'm, no, no, I'm no, sorry no, that that's... Haven't answered the question. Haven't answered the question. Over... Over 130 radio stations have been affiliated with us, but that's nothing. That was years ago. The radio station is in a, the radio station industry, radio in general. And you and I haven't even sat down to talk about this, Doc, so this is going to be a surprise answer to you, for you, okay? Not very many. Now, there were quite a bit about 10 or 15 years ago, but what has happened to the industry with the deregulation uh, of the of the radio industry by the government in 1996, a bill that Bill Clinton signed uh, into law, the Communications Act of 1996. What that did is it lifted all, pretty much all uh, uh, limitations on the numbers of radio stations that a single company can own and operate. Okay, there is a limit, but it's such a high limit; it's it's almost like no limit. As a result of that, it totally destroyed the radio industry. And it made made independence like our station that was very difficult to to fund and keep running and operate 
back 23 and a half years ago when I bought KSCO. It was tough enough then. Now it's friggin' impossible. It's absolute. It's impossible. Well, maybe maybe to, I didn't ask the right question. Yeah. Okay. How many? Now, now, how many radio stations now, through the internet and so forth, ha- have are, are utilizing our, um, uh, what do you call it, our radio every day? Not the the internet is what's doing it. What I'm telling you is that not many, most of the radio stations have go, are going or have gone bankrupt. So That's now it's through, you. now it's through the internet. Yes, now it's through the internet. Okay, but now, but how many the, internet the whole, stations? How many internet affiliates or how, whatever you call there, it? There's, there's no, you can't, I can't even give you an answer to that question because it's unlimited. Yeah, oh, that's you, the answer. Got, yeah. Oh, I finally gave you the right answer. <laughs> I knew what the right answer was, but I want you to tell everybody else. Oh, okay. Good. Alrighty. So we don't need radio stations anymore. And, uh, just like nobody needs radio stations anymore. We're in the cloud. Uh, yeah, we we're, we are in the cloud, and we started. Uh, we we launched last week a zbsradio.com, uh, which is an online uh, 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 radio network that you that Dead Doctors Don't Lie Radio Show is part of, and many others. And by the way, I'm always looking for content for that uh, network. Um, and uh, we're going to be able to put uh, programming on that network that we can't put on broadcast television because you're not allowed to say uh, uh, broadcast radio because you're not allowed to say you know bleep you and so forth you're not allowed to say that uh, I can't uh, say bleep you you can't well you, you know what the bleep means instead of bleep yes, yes, you know, just bring, okay you're not, you're, they're, they're, they're na- you're not allowed to say nasty words on broadcast uh, radio or television licensed well, by the FCC clean cut guys we don't say nasty words. We, we, we don't we don't we don't need to do that we don't need to do that but but there are people uh, who who large numbers of people would listen to if they could and they can over the internet anyhow that's a whole topic for 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 a different thing here but what you've been on with me many times on the Saturday special over the years. That's you correct. Have your own, you have your own show, Dead Doctors Don't Lie, that we've, that we've been carrying for that many years, and we produce it every day in our bomb shelter. And it goes out to, you know, a, a bunch of radio stations, not nearly as much as it should be, but, and, but they still go out to radio stations, and now it's going out to bloggers and podcasters and people who want to do what I did uh, you know, uh, starting in 1996, a couple of years after I first met you, when I realized that your business model that you were using to educate people about the importance of nutrition in, in getting healthy and living a long life, that, one, that, that was a wonderful, wonderful business model that could be invoked, that could be uh, hybrided, if you will, with uh, the power of talk radio. I came up with the idea of you working smarter, not harder, not just go every time you would buy an hour of time on a radio station like KSCO in some other part of the country where they had, where they were, uh, the population was very alternative health conscious and receptive. It was taking up another hour of your time. And I said to you, you need to work smarter, not harder. There's this thing called syndication. Um, we, we can, we, you, where you do the program once and you do it at KSCO or, you know, through KSCO's facilities, you're never really at KSCO, very rarely, maybe once every two or three years for a day or so. But normally when, when, when people hear your program, Dead Doctors Don't Lie, you're doing it from some remote location like I am, except with you, it's a different remote location every day, you know. 
Um, and it's the miracle of technology that enables us to, 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 uh, you know, create and produce your program and then distribute it via the internet and via satellite to all our receiving, uh, stations, networks, podcasts, and so forth. And it was my idea back in November, uh, excuse me, back in, um, September of 1996 to, um, have you work smarter, not harder, uh, and help and I could help you spread your message in a more efficient way and at the same time help radio stations and now podcasters and bloggers monetize their, their efforts and their passions. So yeah, that was the peak, I, I was the peak of the uh, Dead Doctors Don't Lie um, audio cassette tape at that point, too. That's right. That's right. And so uh, that that was sort of a uh, what do you call it a uh, phenomenon unto unto itself that we sort of yeah. rode on we sort of rode yeah. that wave that branded us that you branded know? us that audio cassette tape and one guy actually bought twenty million copies of that audio cassette tape what yeah that that yeah and I remember that and that guy was a really who, that guy was a twenty something guy right twenty three years yeah. old and he actually answered the telephone for television uh, infomercials. Uh, you know, 800 number calls and stuff. And he came to me and said, Doc, I can use this cassette to really get your message out there. And I said, really, really? You know, I'd heard so many people say that. I said, okay, well, I can help you as much as I can. And uh, over a period of one year's time, he bought 20 million of those cassettes. He put his name and phone number on them, handed them out, and then got the calls. And he built a huge uh, longevity business through the network. But I mean, to... to and I know that story, but but here you got to explain to people, please. How does somebody it, 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 to buy twenty million dollars of something to hand out? Where does the twenty? Where does where does the money to buy that? To, to, to buy twenty million copies of the cassette? He used OPM, not opium, but OPM, other people's money. And what he did, he went to somebody and he said, "Look, I can help you get an income stream to support your business or your stay-at-home mom, whatever you want to do." Uh, for every two dollars you give me, I'll send out an audio cassette tape with your name and phone number, or your name and code number on it. And they'll call his phone, and he actually rented a house with three bedrooms, found three young girls who were 14 to 16 years old. They've been kicked out of their house because they had babies out of wedlock at a very young age. And he was a very, very nice guy, and he just uh, gave them food, and he gave them food for their babies, gave them free housing in exchange for teaching them. And remember, he's a TV 800 infomercial telephone guy. So he taught these three young girls how to answer the phone, and they'd look for the code number when people say, I need to speak to operator M or operator 62. And these were based on the people who uh, had given him, say, $500. He'd send out 250 of those audio cassette tapes, and he could buy a mailing list. And um, uh, he got, finally, he'd get to lawyers and doctors and architects and engineers and business owners, and they were giving him $50,000, and he'd send out 25,000 audio cassette tapes. In one year's time, using OPM, not opium, but other people's money, uh, he had bought cash money, 20 million of those audio cassette tapes. Really a bright kid, um, and he was the one who branded that title, Dead Dodgers Don't Lie For Me. Uh, I could, you know, who knows what would have happened without him. But he is the one. He sent out 20 million copies. And every time I would go to a town, I would just buy a little ad that said, Dead Doctors Don't Lie, this free meeting, blah, blah, blah. And I'd get a 1,000 people show up because they had received through the mail um, <clears throat> uh, one of these audio cassette tapes. And maybe half of them had called in and signed up with him. And the other half 
listened to it, but they didn't take any action. But when they saw there was going to be a free lecture on the subject, they came and signed up with me, and it built my business. Okay, when you say signed up with you, what does that mean? Well, they became a customer and are a associate, which a is a customer of the of the of the nutritional supplements, yeah, mostly liquid, right? Supplements of the product, right? Because we're a product systems driven company. The network marketing piece is just a business model that leverages my time. Okay, that's the 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 business model of network marketing. Uh, we're not selling distributorships for money and making our money from selling distributorships. What we're doing is we're offering people, they don't even have to become an associate distributor. I'd say probably <clears throat> we have 80 times more customers than we do people who are doing the Yongevity program as a business. Uh, I think now that's changing because of the Affordable Health Care Act, which is a joke, of course. But that system, the Affordable Health Care Act, is driving people to us like crazy as people's um, insurance rates go up, their premiums go up, they lose their jobs, they lose their insurance, uh, their deductibles go up and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they um, uh, begin to look around for options where before, as long as their employee was playing for 100% for their insurance benefits and they never worried about it. Well, now they're looking at options, and we've been around long enough that people say, Wallach, are you still doing that thing, that, that, that dead doctors don't lie thing? Yeah. Well, tell me why you're asking. Well, I've got arthritis. I've got type 2 diabetes. I've got fibromyalgia. I've got lupus. I've got macular degeneration. I've got low thyroid. I've got high blood pressure. I've got congestive heart failure. And these are all things we do very well. Uh, we're able to reverse these diseases and certainly prevent them. And none of them are genetically transmitted. They're all nutritional deficiencies, even though doctors say they're genetically transmitted. Uh, I have a new book coming out. And just, uh, like I say, about 10 days, it's kind of exciting. And I believe it will totally revolutionize uh, not only science, but certainly how the medical industry operates. That's the book called Epigenetics, yes? Epigenetics, and it's the subtitle that's most important. The subtitle is The Death of the Genetic Theory of Disease Transmission. The Death of the Genetic Theory of Disease Transmission. And, of course, the publishing company is a, a spinoff of Random House in New York, a uh, very well-respected big publishing company. And part of the contract was they have to have me uh, doing interviews on national uh, television, radio, newspapers like Wall Street Journal and uh, New York Times and all that kind of stuff. And so we're very excited about the exposure this book is going to get because it will revolutionize health sciences. Well, I know since day one, back in the early days when you would, when when you were working with Dax Grice, who was uh, mm -hmm. destined to go to medical school, he did not go to medical school. He went up, he wound up going to physician's assistant school, and he's a great physician's assistant right now. But uh, back when when you and he were were uh, doing the Dead Doctors Don't Lie program together, he, he, I used to enjoy listening to the program because as a young pre med student. He was he was taught that just about everything, uh, as far as disease, is, is has a genetic origin, and you were you would have these great clashes that were very fun and interesting to listen to, you know, and so uh, looks like the uh, it's like looks like the world is coming around, huh? So. Well, uh, the average person on the street is the medical system, of course. Uh, if you look back into their history, going back to the days of um, uh, evil spirits causing disease and all through the various transitions over thousands of years, the medical system always resisted change of their theories, <clears throat> even in, in the face of um, drop-dead predictable research or, or results. They always resisted change because they didn't want to give up what they were doing. 
And they were so resistant that they would burn other people at the stake. Um, they'd go to the church and say, these people are being anti-religious or uh, whatever word they used, uh, they're heretics and so forth. And so the medical system used to get the churches to burn people at the stake, uh, get rid of their, their uh, competitors that way. They really haven't changed much. Uh, they've been, in America, they've been a uh, the only monopoly, the only legal monopoly in America is the medical system. They legislated themselves into being a monopoly. They didn't earn uh, the, the, the respect of being the top doctors in America by performance and skills. They did it by giving um, elected officials under the table money to, to pass legislature to make them the number one doctors. And everybody else uh, is a quack or a third or third class or fifth class citizen. And I still run into that wherever I go. Uh, medical doctors, I've actually had medical doctors call me on the radio. They thought they were talking to me on the telephone. Uh, they were talking to me on the radio and, and threatened to kill me. And I've had them, of course, write newspaper stories uh, to... Uh, or letters to the editors uh, and so forth say what a crazy quack I am. I have no idea what's going on in reality and uh, don't listen to me and so on. And so they really haven't changed much. The only difference is they don't have the power to burn me at the stake now. They can threaten me. they got to be careful what they say on the radio. Um, you know, this uh, medical doctor who threatened, threatened to kill me on the radio, uh, you know, we're, we're grinding slowly uh, towards... Um, uh, a major, major legal action against he and his uh, medical group. When he found out that he was live on the radio and not just on the telephone with me, I'm sure he was quite more mortified. And uh, I could hear a voice in the background saying, Doctor, on live radio, get off. And he hung up at that point. But he already <laughs> told me. <laughs> wow, that's something. Well, anyhow, the, the, the whole network marketing model is, is, what, is what fascinated me. And uh, it's it's old hat to you. I mean, this is this is you're you're wired this way. And I wanted to take a little bit of time on the Saturday program to relate how and why you chose that. Uh, and and you you already said it was to leverage your time, but I, I don't think we've we've really efficiently gotten the word out that this is something that anybody can do. You always hear about uh, royalties. When I was growing up. Royalties was a word of reuse fees. You, you always sort of admired, uh, you know, actors who, who act in commercials, right? Or, or, or people who write, uh, uh, you know, best selling books, uh, uh, or, 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 or very popular motion pictures because they get paid over and over and over again. Reuse or royalty fees. And, Oh my God! What what must it be? What must it be like to be paid over and over and over again for the for the same work that you've done? I always believed that you had to be a gifted author or 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 somebody who invents something, you know, and they patents it and gets paid over and over and over that way. But you know what? Just plain old ordinary people can get what amounts to royalties and reuse fees. By yes. getting involved in, in network marketing. And that's what's so amazing. That's what's so amazing. Yeah, well, well the network marketing model was actually modeled after the insurance model. Uh, in insurance, you have a, a GA, general manager of an insurance company, and they don't go out and, and uh, knock on doors and so forth, but they have all these various agents who um, leave the office and go out and knock on doors. And they, you know, give a rev-up speech, kind of like Newt Rockney every morning, and they get all revved up, and they go knock on doors, expecting some rejections and no's after the presentations. They're always looking for the yeses. And every time that person who bought the insurance policy pays a premium, a monthly premium, that agent that signed them up gets a little royalty. And the, a the GA, the, the manager of the office, 
gets a percentage of that royalty also. So if he's got 50 agents, he's getting royalties from 50 agents' work every month. And it, was, it paid two levels deep. Um, and so it was really the first model for network marketing. Okay, it was the insurance industry. And it worked very well. And so back in the 1950s is when network marketing was kind of a spin-off of insurance. It's really what it was. And so people don't look at being an insurance salesman as a bad thing and that they get royalties, as you point out, um, uh, commissions, continuing commissions on the sale they made 20 years ago. They're still getting commissions every month. The person pays the the um, uh, premium. And so uh, every year, let's say you sign up uh, 100 people and two drop off. And over time, you keep building up and adding to your residual that everybody keeps paying every month. Your check keeps going up every month for the rest of your life. You can build a huge income if you're really good about closing people into buying insurance programs. Well, the same thing is true here. Now, the beauty of what we do, Michael, and the thing that keeps people with us for the 25 years I've been doing this, and the number of people who are coming in now has increased considerably because, again, the Affordable Health Care Act and all this kind of spinoff is driving people to us, is that... We pay eight levels deep when it comes to the higher percentages, and then 2%, which is about what the insurance industry pays off, we call uh, the infinity bonus. You go down through seven levels and their groups, and so people can get paid on thousands and thousands of people every month, and they're making, I mean, a lot of money. I mean, most people, if they got an extra $500 a month, or $1,000 a month, that would pay off all their bills or utilities. It would keep them from losing their house to foreclosure. Another 500 to $1,000 a month for just a couple hours a week of uh, work a week. And so uh, you get people who really work in this and become professionals and, and uh, become students of this industry because they like to help people with their health, because they are motivated, because they have five kids in college and they need the tuition money and that kind of stuff, or the mothers in a nursing home, they need to pay that. And so they become students of this industry, and um, I have people, and you know them, they've been with me for 25 years or more. And uh, I know so many people that you yeah. describe, so many yeah. of them. And, yeah. and they've been you're not exaggerating, you're, yeah. you're right on. Yeah, 15, right 20, on. 25 years. And these people uh, make uh, at least a half a million to two, you know, $2 million a year. Okay, and some of them make uh, $100,000 a month. Some of them make $50,000 a month. Some make $25,000 a month. We got thousands of them that make somewhere around five to $10,000 a month. We get tens of thousands who make uh, between $500 and $1,000 a month. And so, and, uh, and these sound like phenomenal amounts of money, which which they are, but but that's that's that represents a transfer of the money that that. In the normal direct sales business business model, in other words, it costs a lot of money to, to if you buy if you buy a widget. The widget costs you like ten dollars. It might only cost uh, you know two dollars for to manufacture the widget. But you know, there's 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 uh, ma uh, besides manufacturing costs, there's storage costs, warehousing costs, there's marketing and advertising costs, and all and and for you to buy something for ten dollars. The thing probably, you know, there's there's a lot of people that have to be paid along the way. Well, the people that have to be paid all the way in the standard business marketing system, um, that that amount of money is is now available for what they call the multi pay levels, you know, in multi level or yeah, network and marketing. And here's here's where the ordinary people. Here's a, here's where the difference comes in, Michael. 
Uh, each of these associates who's going to make $500 a month, which is the majority, is making somewhere around $500 to $1,000 a month. I don't have to pay for their medical benefits. I don't have to pay for their toilet paper. I don't have to pay for their coffee. I don't have to pay for the utilities they use every time they flush the toilets. Uh, that can wash their hands. I don't have to pay for their soap and everything. Uh, they're independent distributors. Uh, they pay a one-time fee. You can actually, the entrance for Longevity is 10 bucks. As you bought 10 bucks one time, it's always been yeah. 10 bucks. Uh, and uh, $10, we actually have uh, higher levels, but um, the, the entrance fee could be a one-time lifetime fee of $10, and you get all the same tax breaks that Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Donald Trump, and all the billionaires get. Now, as an employee, you don't get any of those tax benefits. So let's say you work in your main job, and uh, the government takes um, withholdings out of your check to the, maybe the tune of $5,000 up to $10,000 a year. Well, if you own your own business, you get to deduct a portion of your um, rent or your um, mortgage, you know, that same percentage, whatever real space by measurement you're using out of your house for your business, you get to deduct that same percentage of your homeowners or renters insurance, your utilities, um, uh, landscaping fees, anything you're doing. Uh, you can you keep a log book in your car anytime you're using your vehicle for a legitimate business with the longevity. You get to deduct those miles. Uh, you get to deduct uh, your uh, the uh, fees of going to events, uh, the cost of going to events, if there's any entrance fee of 10 bucks or 5 bucks or toll fees, parking fees on the way to and from. And so suddenly now you're going to get back a significant amount. Remember, this is a one-time-in-your-lifetime $10 fee. You're going to get back a significant amount of those withholdings. Now, yeah. People always complain. What's the biggest complaint people have about government? Well, they tax me. They do crazy things with my money that I would never do. Well, uh, if you can get back most of or all of your withholdings fees for one-time $10 fee, and you, you're able to get an income stream going at the same time, get these tax deductions. It's insane for an American not to spend $10 once and do everything they can to help other people. And as an added benefit, in addition to the income stream, you're going to get back a significant amount of your withholdings. Why wouldn't right. anybody ever talk thousands of dollars? Absolutely right. Yeah. Now, you've you got to go back to continuing education, but you can yes. stay with us a little bit into the next hour, right? No. Oh no, you're 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 done. Okay. Thank you, Doc. Now you got an hour. Okay, no, 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 you're right. Okay. Hey, thank you so much. Continued success to you, and I'll continue this uh, next hour. KSU Santa Cruz Salinas Monterey, San Jose. It's 11 a.m. Here's the news. CBS News. I'm Pam Coulter. Russia has vetoed a Security Council resolution that would have declared tomorrow's referendum in Crimea illegal. U.N. Ambassador Samantha Power said it's no big surprise since Moscow helped orchestrate the referendum, which is expected to endorse a Crimea split from Ukraine. The whole world knows that the referendum scheduled for tomorrow in Crimea was hatched in the Kremlin and midwife by the Russian military. Thousands of Russians poured into the streets of Moscow today to demonstrate for and against President Putin's policies in Ukraine. CBS's Kami McCormick watched from the Ukrainian capital. Here in Kiev, the people gathered on Maidan Square were listening to a live stream of anti-war protesters in Moscow. Many here said the outcome of Crimea's referendum isn't in doubt. It's what comes next that worries them. He said there were no problems between Russians and Ukrainians until the Russians arrived, insisting there were. Kami McCormick, CBS News, Kiev.
Police have searched the homes of the pilot and co-pilot of the missing Malaysia Airlines plane, which the country's prime minister says was deliberately flown off course. CBS News transportation safety consultant Mark Rosenker on what might have happened on board Flight 370. Could be a struggle. It could be someone who is attempting to take the aircraft and not necessarily really understanding how to fly it. Lots of questions now that we now really begin to believe that there is human intervention involved rather than mechanical potential failure. It's been just over a week since the plane vanished and CBS's Shannon Van Zant says relatives of those on board want answers. In Beijing, family members gathered to watch the press conference in a hotel room. Many have grown angry and frustrated by the ongoing investigation and believe that the Malaysian government is somehow involved in the plane's disappearance. Wen Wang Chung of Shandong province said he just wants his son, who is on the plane, home and alive. Later this year, there will be a new word to thwart challenges in Scrabble. Hasbro is adding a word to the Merriam-Webster Scrabble Players Dictionary, but the company wants players to decide what it is. Scrabbleophiles will vote in the comments section of a post on the Hasbro Game Night Facebook page. Deadline for submissions is March 28th. The choices will be narrowed to 16, then fans can pick their favorite. The winner will be announced a couple of weeks later. The new entry will appear in the dictionary due in August. Gary Nunn, CBS News. Chicago's river is glowing emerald green today as the city begins its St. Patrick's Day celebrations. David Bruno owns Lizzie McNeil's Irish pub along the river. I'm very excited because it kind of signifies the end of the winter and the start of the summer. And all these people are here to have fun and have a good time and, and be safe. Thousands of people flocked to the river this morning to watch it change color. This is CBS News. What if I told you that you could reverse diabetes and stop taking your diabetes medication? If you or someone you care about has diabetes or prediabetes, there's a special free video you need to watch. You may have heard about this. It's all over the Internet. Diabetic44.com. People who have followed this plan at Diabetic44.com have not only normalized their blood sugar, but have stopped taking their diabetes meds completely with their doctor's approval. Diabetic44.com is a natural drug-free approach to reversing diabetes with remarkable results in as little as four weeks. Diabetic44.com will save you from being a slave to doctor-prescribed drugs. It's easy. Diabetic44.com gives you three specific actions to get your blood sugar under control. And the best part is the main ingredient and solution is a common spice found in most kitchens. Watch the free video for yourself at Diabetic44.com. Watch for free at Diabetic44.com. Get back the quality of your life and free yourself from diabetes medications forever. Go to Diabetic44.com. You have it tuned in to KSCO AM 1080 and KOMY AM 1340, Santa Cruz, San Jose, Salinas, Monterey, and Watsonville. Four minutes past 11 a.m. on Saturday, March 15, 2014, 60 degrees at KSCO Studios. Your friendly voice, Aaron Show, with your local King of the Hill traffic and Central Coast weather. Taking a look at your roadways in and around Santa Cruz County. All are traveling up and to the limit with no signs of any delay. This includes all Santa Cruz County roads and highways 1 and 17, both in the north and southbound directions. In Monterey and San Benito County, which also includes Hollister and Gilroy, all traffic seems to be in the clear as well. Your northern Monterey Bay Central Coast weather forecast for today, high surf advisory in effect from noon Sunday till 8 a.m. Monday. As far as the rest of today, Saturday, sunshine with highs in the upper 70s, light winds, Becoming southwest 5 to 10 miles per hour this afternoon. 
Your northern Monterey Bay Boaters Coastal Water Forecast for today. Northwest winds 5 to 15 knots. Wind waves 1 to 3 feet. Northwest swell 8 to 10 feet at 13 seconds. Five minutes past the hour here at KSCO and KOMY. For those of you interested in purchasing Longevity products, be sure to call KSCO Studios Monday through Friday, uh, 1 to 7 at 831-475-1080 to talk to Dave Michaels and arrange an appointment to pick up your Longevity Start Pack or email Dave Michaels at dm at kseo.com. Approaching six minutes past the hour, stay tuned for hour number two of the Saturday special with your host, MZ. For those of you who are interested, Miss Kay Zwirling is here to autograph her book. Stop on by KSEO Studios for the next hour, 11 to 12 noon. Now it is six minutes past. Stay tuned for hour number two of the Saturday special. And now here from Kay, here is a special commentary. The following is a KSCO commentary. Here is Kay's Whirling. I wrote this in November 2005, and it is in my book. To those listeners who do not believe in the existence of God, I respectfully suggest that you do not listen to this commentary. It will have no meaning to you. Holy Moses and Jesus Christ are undoubtedly the two most compelling moral figures of our current civilization because they were chosen by God to deliver to the world his messages for the endurance of a good and ethical society. History records that after God created the world, he also created different civilizations to occupy it one at a time. Each civilization grew and evolved, and because of human lust and power, each gradually became so morally bankrupt that in disgust, God decided to discard them and start all over again. The present civilization is now showing unmistakable signs of so much moral decay that God may discard card it also. He's very angry with us. Witness the unusual and frequent abundant catastrophes our world is experiencing. About six centuries ago, Moses was summoned by God to receive and disperse to his people, the Jews, his Ten Commandments, so that gradually all people would learn to worship God by living productively and morally. In other words, not stealing, nor lying, nor killing killing or coveting, always honoring parents, etc. In short, rules to live by to be good human beings. Our civilization presently is being assaulted by many people who have rejected religion, rejected the family unit, and who are trying vigorously to legalize same-sex marriage. These same people created legislation to allow pregnant 12-year-old girls to obtain abortions without the knowledge of their parents. Our society is going downhill rapidly. The wrong people are taking over, which does not bode well for the continued existence of this civilization. Several centuries after God delivered to Moses his Ten Commandments, a very special human being was born. His name was Jesus. As a young adult, he wandered many places with a unique and simple message, which was, love thy neighbor and turn the other cheek. It's moot to argue whether Jesus was or was not. 
divine. Suffice to say that his was a very special message because he offered the concept of goodness to a world that needed to hear it again. These teachings of Jesus were so new and so foreign to a dog-eat-dog, belligerent and destructive world that many embraced them and so Christianity was born. About a couple of centuries ago, our nation, a democracy, was created by our forefathers and in their wisdom they combined the moral beliefs of both Judaism and Christianity as an ethical basis and a mission statement for the incredible country. So from its inception, the United States has been and always will be a Judeo-Christian nation. We pray that our democracy will continue to prosper and endure despite the negative pressures of decadent godless forces in our midst. So God, please continue to bless America. For KSCO, this is K Swirling. And now, our number two of the Saturday special brought to you by California Grill, 1970 Freedom Boulevard in Freedom. And Los Animas Concrete, 146 Ansonal Street. Stop by or give them a call, 831-426-7280. Oh, hello, darling. I hate to hang up on you, but... something to you. I'm going to admit that there's drool all over my microphone because um, the thought of a Reuben sandwich at California Grill is amazing. Sorry, baby, but I really gotta go to KSCO Radio. Bye. And when you go and try your Reuben sandwich at California Grill or anything else for that matter, be sure to tell them. Be sure to tell them that MZ sent you, okay? So, um, microphone level a little better now, uh, Aaron? Okay, good. It is 11-11 and 32-33-34-35 seconds. Um, I hope you enjoyed that last uh, hour with Doc Wallach here. Um, he is, he's never really told that story, and I heard him relating that story uh, yesterday. Um, or, uh, or actually day before yesterday, to uh, a gentleman who has written a book called uh, The Greatest uh, Networker in the World. In fact, it's too loud. What did you say? Ma, I hear Ma there. <gasps> oh, Ma, I didn't, didn't Ma. know I was on the air, Michael. You are on the air. Ma, okay. what are you doing on the air? How come you're not signing books? Oh, well, because nobody's here yet. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So I don't know. Did you hear that first hour? It was excellent. Yeah, and uh, we we got things covered. Usually, and, and of course, I I was getting emails from people saying, "Ask Dr. Wallach about this uh, medical problem and that, and so uh-huh. forth." And uh, that that wasn't what we were going to do. And and I didn't even want to take any phone calls. But I do want to take phone calls this hour. We'll take it the whole hour if you want. We could talk about. Uh, you know, what you heard, uh, you know, from Doc and from me. 
Um, and uh, you know, if you don't want to talk about that, that's fine too. There, there, there are a lot of other things in the news, and there are other subjects and so forth. But Ma, is is there anything in the past? You said it was an excellent hour. Did you? Uh, is is there anything that you uh, feel like asking or yeah, a challenge or asking or whatever? No, I'd like to hear more of the same. Okay, great. Well, um, <clears throat> I should mention that, uh, yeah, I heard Doc telling the story of his, uh, and, and he didn't even get to this part of the story about how uh, he, uh, someone turned him on to the concept of network marketing. Uh, and he went to work for, as an Amway distributor, when Amway in the, in the 80s was representing MCI um, long-distance telephone cards. And he thought that it would be a great idea uh, to go to where their uh, where their people who make a lot of long distance, where their long distance bill might be a couple thousand dollars a month, and that's truckers, right? Uh-huh. Normal people, you know, back twenty twenty five years ago, uh, might have had a you know a long distance bill of uh, you know ten dollars, twenty dollars, something like that, but truckers had tend to have uh, long distance bills in the in the in the hundreds or even thousands of dollars. So, um, when he found out that uh, uh, as an Amway distributor, he could represent and sell those long distance cards so that people can save a lot of money using those long distance cards, he would go out to he sort of used his head and went out to uh, where there were a lot of truck drivers, and that was truck stops, you know, where people would mm-hmm. go to, where the truckers would stop their trucks to mm-hmm. relax and gas up and maybe go take a shower, maybe eat and so forth. And he would strike up conversations with people, and he started selling, like, you know, a couple hundred of these cards a day, you know, and he, for, for, like, for like a month, you know, over over a month or two period where he, uh, that's all he did. Anyhow, this man is pretty amazing. Uh, the way he is so fo- focused, and, and uh, I, I, you know, people hear him regarding health, uh, you know, with his show, but they've never heard that side of him. Or if they have, uh, they might have gone to a business meeting or something. But I wanted to share that with the audience. If you have any questions, uh, give us a call at four seven nine ten eighty. That's an area eight three one, or you can email mz at ksco dot com. But um, I will just uh, suffice to say right now that uh, if it wasn't for the association with uh, longevity and this wonderful health message that that it it, it 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 makes me very proud to be a part of 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 putting this information out to a population that has been duped. I mean, our, our healthcare system absolutely is, is broken and wrong. And the whole medical model of, of prescription, of not, not, of, of, of fixing symptoms or trying to mask symptoms is just, it's just so wrong. And, uh, I heard pharmacist Ben, uh, Fuchs, uh, talking with Alex Jones, uh, about that, uh, uh, earlier this week, uh, Ben was on with uh, Alex's show for on Alex's show for about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, and they were talking about how how the whole um, you know 
the, the whole country has been has been duped by the, this this medical model of fixing things with prescription drugs that always have side effects that lead to more prescription drugs. And instead of making you better and better, it makes you worse and worse so that you need more and more prescription drugs. So what's and, the alternative, Michael? Well, the alternative is what, is what we do, having a basic understanding of, of nutrition. And, and, and uh, you know, well, that's what we're a part of. That's what the Longevity Company is a part of, and that's why ZBS and the KSCO mm-hmm. radio station mm-hmm. is a major proud distributor of these products. And when you buy these products, not only do you help yourself, you know, live longer and healthier, you, you're, you're helping support the radio station uh, that, uh, that, that a lot of people tell us they love to hear. I mean, you get compliments all the time, Bob, don't you? Yep. Yeah. You do. So, anyhow, uh, so we'd love to hear from you at uh, 479-1080, and that's in Area 831. Um, and let's see, it's 1118. Uh, <clears throat> we can, uh, we can. Well, I, I guess we can hear from Ben and Salinas here. Let's, because uh, he's a first caller here. Hey, Ben, welcome to the Saturday special. You're on the air. Good afternoon, Michael, and thank you for the opportunity to to discuss this issue with you. I am a person who is highly mistrustful of our so-called health system, especially when it comes to the AMA, the CDC, and the NIH, because I deeply mistrust the petrochemical pharmaceutical industry because they would like to make all their medicines seem to be the derivatives of the petroleum industry, which is the richest interest industry in the world, and all they do, they don't prevent any any cure or cure medicines. They only serve to manage symptoms, which means no matter what, what fixes your liver kills your kidneys. What fixes your kidneys kills your liver. I mean, this is a bunch of crap, and yet we we allow this petrochemical pharmaceutical to get into our medical schools and on day one you know what doctors learn on day one on the first hour of medicine 101 what? that there's no profit in good health now lately we hear in the news how the gluten intolerance the gluten intolerance so the the, the, the bread and the bread and the gluten now, i believe sugar should be banned as a poison but on the lord's last supper they broke bread and drank wine. Now, we know about resveratrol from the wine, but if they're breaking bread, Jesus wouldn't feed his disciples bread, which he gives the gluten intolerance. Or what is? What am I missing there, Michael? I don't know. <laughs> is, isn't, wouldn't you say Jesus, if something was, gave him gluten intolerance, he wouldn't eat that, he, nor would he tell us. I mean, he, by, he led by example of the goodness and the promise of the word and the promise that is the eternity with him and all that. He certainly, you know, the NIH, the CDC, and the AMA never address the relevance of, it's all tied up in petrochemical pharmaceuticals, and they're taught on day one that there's no profit in good health. Now, why doesn't the AMA ever address fluoride in our water or the medicinal use, the actual true medicinal use, of marijuana or possibly other situations, it's all tied up in the business model, and we're being fed to the wolves. That's why we have to pray for the well-being. Go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry. Well, we have to pray for the, 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 the success and longevity of people like you and Kay and Dr. Wallach, because 
what is good is good. And Ben Fuchs, he teaches uh, your, body, your body does certain things, and we have to get on the intelligence side of good health, not only manage diseases, but cure them. And when is the last time the AMA ever got behind a cure for a disease? Tell me. Uh, yeah, it doesn't happen here. They, they get behind the they get behind prescription drugs in the pharmaceutical industry. Okay, well, listen, I'll shut my big mouth. And once again, thanks to you and Kay for for bringing what you bring. And this is the great Ben signing off. Hey, people, call in and, and uh, disagree with me if you want. I'll listen. You know what? You know what, Ben? Uh, I I don't know if we're beating a dead horse here or not, but I, I am. Uh, I will I will say that there are no callers besides you right now. And well, that can I'm only stuck. mean I, I, that people, the people are, t that the people are tired of hearing this. Maybe that maybe we're preaching too much. Well, what's uh, going on with this? Means. Why do we hand over so much of our world to the petroleum industry? And how? And what the hell is going on with that plane that they can't find? Did the UFOs take it or what? <laughs> well, these are all different know. issues. They are very, yes, very yeah. different issues. Well, I'm sure. sorry. Anyhow, that I'm th mixing. Thank you, Ben. Thank, Thank you, you, Ben, for your call to the Saturday special. Always a great caller. 479-1080 is the phone number to call. You can also participate by emailing me, uh, mz at ksco.com. Uh, <clears throat> here's something very interesting, and I don't know if this will work, especially on a day like today, because I don't know whether, um, I, don't, I don't know what the audience is like today, but uh, Tony Karras sent me a, an email yesterday. said, Michael, how about a talk show called Get to the point, or you could take one hour of your Saturday morning special and convert it to get to the point. The idea is giving callers 15 seconds to get to their point. If they fail, you drop the call and go to the next caller. You can open the show as usual with a topic or topics of the day. The call screener clarifies the caller's topic choice. Then the show host preps the caller that he has 15 seconds uh, to get his or her point uh, to his or her point in order to remain on air. After the setup, the host tells the caller, your 15 seconds begins now. If the caller makes the point, host continues conversation. After two to three minute conversation, host goes to the next caller. As an option, you can do a giveaway by putting all callers who make their point in a hat and drawing uh, one for that hour. Or another option, you could give dropped callers a second try. If they fail to make their point a second uh, uh, time, they're done for that show but can call the next show. Also, second-time callers not eligible for prizes. Callers have to get to the point on their first try. Michael, these are just options. The basic premise is to get callers uh, to get to the point ASAP and not ramble. Hope this interests you. And that signed, Tony Karras. Thank you, Tony. Great positive uh, suggestion for your favorite radio station. And, oh, my gosh. I, I just moved the window, and I see that we do have quite a number of callers here. So why don't we go to the uh, first caller, uh, and that would be um, uh, Lance in Santa Cruz. However, my mouse is jumping all over the place, so let me see if I can get a different mouse here. Put Lance on the air. Hey, Lance, welcome to KSEO. You're on the air. Thank you so much. Yeah, I just listened to the previous caller talk about... Uh, Wheat and gluten, and uh, we've all heard a lot about that and whether it's a fat or not. So I happened to get this book called Wheat Belly, and it's written by a cardiologist and uh, also endorsed by Dr. Wayne Dyer, which really interested me. 
So I'm halfway through it, and the gist of it is, according to this cardiologist who's got all sorts of evidence in his book, is that the wheat that we're eating these days, that it's in almost everything, is a filler, and it's not the same wheat that we were eating 50 years ago. The amber waves of grain that were waving in the air, or that were three or four feet tall, now the wheat is 18 inches tall. It's very dense, very stiff, and it's got Monsanto uh, pesticide prevention chemicals in it and GMOs, and so it's it's not very healthy for you. So I've been going, uh, it's been probably a week since I've been uh, gluten-free, and gosh, I feel better, even after a week. Now, so anyway, sure um, it's not just in your mind? <laughs> no, I don't know. What are you eating know, now? But, that, uh, it, what are you eating now? Ahead. What are you eating now that you weren't eating before? Well, I'm, of course I'm eating uh, fruits and vegetables, and but I'm still eating some chocolate. Um, and But I've cut out bread and pizza and cereal. Starches. And cookies and, and that type yeah. of thing. But now Always a good food, idea for, for losing weight. Always a good idea for losing weight. You know, and I, I need to do yeah. that too. If you go gluten-free and you go and you go carb-free or relatively carb-free, you're going to lose a ton of weight pretty fast. You know, yeah, lost 10 pounds in a week. Yeah. <laughs> I lose no, fast. I believe it, Lance. That's <laughs> great. Well, congratulations. How much more do you have to go? Oh, about 30 pounds. <laughs> 30 more. Okay, so you were 40 overweight. Okay, cool. Well, great. We, we yeah. wish you the best of luck, and thanks for calling the Saturday special. Did you happen to catch Doc last hour, or did you just tune in the second hour? No, I just tuned in. Hey, i got one other quick question for you. I'm really interested in longevity, but uh, I can't seem to get an answer for uh, why isn't there resveratrol and CoQ10 and some of these other supplements that seem to be widely accepted as being very beneficial. Why isn't there any of that in there? There are. There are. You're looking at the I don't know what you're talking about. They're, they're just there. There is as plain as can be. But anyhow, uh, what I would suggest you do is tune in. Well, actually, this won't do any good for because we didn't we had Doc Wallach on for the whole hour last hour. Uh, and oh, we didn't okay. talk about any of that. Uh, so why don't you send me an email, mz at ksco. Back, there? Uh, you know, to the various products. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you just came back in. Hello? Okay, I'll do that. But okay. Yeah, thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Yeah, go ahead and do that, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll respond. Thank you. There goes Lance in Santa Cruz. Here comes Billy Sunshine. It says, uh-oh. Why does it say, uh-oh, Billy Sunshine? You know, I have no idea. I think that's the opinion of okay. the call screener, which he's entitled to, certainly. Okay. Hi, Billy uh, Sunshine. How are you? Hi, Mike. Greetings to you and Mom. Hi. So, you know... Yes, what, I'm at um, KSCO North, too, and so Mom is there. But uh, go ahead. Yeah, how are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm doing fine. Um, I watch a lot of CNBC. I'm interested in the stock market. And the big news this week was that the, the granddaddy of all multi-level marketing, uh, um, yeah. what's it called? Herbalife. 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 So they're being questioned about whether that's a viable strategy. How's that going to affect you guys? I don't think it will affect us at all. 
because because uh, my understanding, and I've never been an Herbalife distributor, but what gets network marketing companies in trouble with the government is if the government suspects that they're that w- what they're really doing is selling distributorships for their company. They're not really interested yeah. in in being product oriented. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if you heard uh, you know last hour uh, with Doc Wallach, but we touched on that at the very end. Uh, or, or somewhere toward the end, uh, m- I would say 95 or 98 percent of the people who purchase products in young, uh, longevity products are not the slightest bit interested in the business at all, and that's why you don't really hear us pushing for distributors. You're going to start hearing a little bit more about that because uh, you know on our station, particularly now, I recorded a promo um, yesterday. And uh, Aaron has played it, uh, but he can't play it now because of the where the studio that he's in. But basically, that promo that I wrote and recorded um, is uh, I'm, I'm I'm interested in I am interested in in in, in getting a, a, some some people to sign up as distributors. And the difference between a distributor in longevity and someone who just buys products at the wholesale price is a one-time ten-dollar charge. And yeah, so I put out a yeah. What about I, Dave Michaels? I expect Dave Michaels to be richer than all of us eventually. And he deserves to be because he's yeah. got the greatest attitude. He's the he's the best worker. Yep. No, it, it's it, it's impossible. I have never heard anything negative said or suggested about Dave. He's just a mellow, no, a easy, go with the flow person. Uh, Everybody I have a great does. Respect for Dave, Everybody, and, and, and I'm and I'm glad you gave him a show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and and I told Dave. I said. He wanted to show on KOMY. I said, Dave, you've been on KSCO for years. You're vetted. You don't need to. You don't need to be on KOMY. I'll give you a show on KSCO because I don't want KSCO. I don't. I want. I want to prove on a station that has one tenth the power of KSCO that that I can that that I can put out a show that's that's more relevant to more people than on the big station, you know. And and God bless the guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I, was, I think he's going to uh, do it. How challenging! I, think he's I was a big fan of, of him and Tom's show on Sunday. Thomas's, yeah. Oh yes, <clears throat> Thomas. Uh, uh, yeah, Thomas Hughes. I called him. He didn't like yeah, him. I called him Thomas. <clears throat> Pardon me, but yeah. So uh, what Billy Sunshine is ta- is referring to is the program that Dave has named Fuzzy Logic. Currently on KOMY between the hour of uh, hours of three and four p.m. weekdays, I think it's going to be expanding to two to four, maybe even one to four, or maybe even twenty-four-seven. Who knows? But anyhow, uh, Dave, Dave has this idea Dave. of yeah, yeah, all Dave all the time. And and yeah, you know yeah. what? Uh, if things keep moving the way they are moving, I think that's a great idea because. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, me too. And, 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 People, people, we, we, we've been doing the same thing for over 23 years, and we have a good, loyal, uh, uh, faithful audience on KSCO uh, AM 1080. But you know what? I think it could be a whole lot bigger by it can always be better. us doing, can always ma- making programming, programming yeah. modifications yeah. That, that appeal to a broader spectrum of people. And yeah. and that's what Dave wants us to do, and um, and that's what I want to happen. I think that's what you want to happen too, right, Mark? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right, Billy. Thanks for calling the Saturday special. You bet. <clears throat> nice to hear from you. <clears throat> that was Billy Sunshine in 
Capitola, Capitola 831-479-1080 is the phone number for you to call. If you want to um, join the Saturday special as part of the program, uh, Mike in Watsonville, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. Yeah, I um, unfortunately just tuned into the last 10 minutes of Doc Wallach. Um, I was wondering, is there any way that um, I can catch that whole show? Is it reported? That, uh, yeah, it is. All, all you have to do is go to ksco.com or zbsradio.com, either one. And, and, yeah, thank you very much for bringing that up, Mike, because I've been meaning to, to tell people I need to record a promo that plays all over the place to, to let people know that you don't need to wait for a program that you think you like to come on. You can, on, 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 on KSCO. We have a new system now that takes advantage of technology. If you go uh, right on to KSCO.com, you will see a player that will play all of our locally produced shows for the last seven days. Good morning, Monterey Bay. Happy hour. Uh, 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 KSCO presents with Ethan Berriman in Georgia. The Saturday special. Anything. In fact, I, I want to tell people, get in the habit of, of tuning in there. You don't even... I'm not going to tell people not to tune into KSCO. But you don't have to tune into KSCO to get the benefit of KSCO on your schedule, not just our schedule. And that's the amazing thing that's happened. So um, I'm not sure whether the program has to finish for it to be posted. I think that's probably the case. So, you know, it'll probably take another half hour or uh, 35 minutes or so for that to automatically be posted. Also, speaking of posting this podcast, the podcast of the Saturday special, Dave Michaels has for years been uh, manually posting the Saturday special with his uh, description of what how what went on during the program. And that's been available for years and years and years at ksco.com. And the other day, I took a look at the number of hits for the Saturday special, and I would see numbers like 18. You know, that means 18 people to you know, listen to the Saturday special. Sometimes I see 254. Sometimes I see 565. But most of the time, I see a low number, which makes me very sad because uh, that means that only that low number of people have taken advantage of this amazing resource that's free. You don't have to pay a subscription fee. You don't have to pay a fee to listen. It's just, it's just total. But I guess part of the problem is that, that we haven't done a very good job of letting our audience know that this is available. Get in the habit of going to ksco.com. Get in the habit of going to ZBS Radio, all one word, zbsradio.com. Uh, and you'll be amazed at the uh, programming uh, from KSCO that you can hear on your schedule. Anyhow, yeah, that was a great last hour, Mike, and uh, I wish Doc Wallach could have stayed with us more, but there will be more opportunities. And and maybe what we should do is, is schedule a Saturday special uh, with Doc Wallach where the topic is, you know, the network marketing business model that he and Ben Fuchs and I are big proponents of. That's an excellent you know? yeah. idea, I, Michael. I've been procrastinating for years on signing up for it, and I am going to... Well, we do have a special deal. We have a special deal, Mike. Um, if you go online to kscodeals.com, and I would recommend that you do this and anybody else who's listening who 
who's been scratching his head thinking, hey, maybe I should get involved in this. <clears throat> if it doesn't work out at all, the worst thing they, that you've done is thrown away $10 one time, one time yeah, charge to. Uh, people can sign up and buy products at the wholesale price for free. They don't need to spend $10. But if you're willing to spend $10 and set, get yourself set up with a Longevity account that is coded in their computer as eligible to receive commissions, then all you need to do is uh, sign up at KSCO Deals, KSCODeals.com. And... Um, this is only for new associates or new distributors. Associate and distributor is the same yeah. thing. If you go to KSCODeals.com, sign up for and purchase a Healthy Start Pack. And for a limited time, that, that, that Healthy Start Pack costs $118. For a limited time, if you do that and sign up for a one-time $10 fee, uh, and you're going to have to give a Social Security or a tax ID number for the 1099 that they'll send you for the you know, commission payments uh, if your income amounts to over $600 a year. Um, but if you do that in the next, uh, uh, probably probably till the end of, uh, of March, you will get for free, but you're going to have to come down to KSCO to pick it up, a um, healthy start pack, a free healthy start pack. So it's basically buy one, get one free. Never been a deal offered like this before, probably never will be again. But that's uh, the way that I thought we'd sign up a bunch of people to be distributors. Like I said, 99.99% of the people who sign up in Longevity sign up just so that they could get the wholesale price and aren't interested in the business. But, you know, if you start taking the products and, and you have really good results, you lose weight, you feel better, you know, your skin's looking better and so forth, and people start commenting to you, oh, my God, there's been a big change. What are you doing? And you tell them. That's yeah. not selling them. That's not that's not hitting them over the hammer. I'm taking longevity products. You should do. You just answer their questions, and people say, "Oh my gosh, maybe I should do that too." And well, the thing that really the thing that really struck me, and um, my father has been uh, insurance in the insurance industry for since I was a little kid, and he's still getting checks from a company that he worked for when I was a little kid. From people that are still paying their their premium for the insurance. I mean, he still. I mean, for a while it was like two thousand a month, and it's gone down to maybe four or five hundred dollars a month now. But he's still getting checks from business that he did thirty years ago, forty years oh, ago. Oh yeah, so and, that's, and, and what, that's what really struck me. That's what got me going. Yeah. That that and, maybe and you don't I'm have going, to be. Hold it now. I know. I know. What, I know exactly. I know this business because I've watched. So you understand. Years, years, years. You understand going, the concept. I'm crazy if I don't do this. Is um. You understand the concept. K? Can I say? Can I sign up under K? Is she a distributor that I can sign up under? Or you? C can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I've been talking and I haven't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking my mic was off or something. You know what? I'm not. Ma, are you are you signed up somewhere? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> okay. Well, if you, we'll, we'll find out. And what, what you should do is go to kscodeals.com. That's what I would do because then you'll get yourself a free healthy start pack for signing up as a distributor one time. You got to get on auto ship. That's the other part of the deal that I forgot to say. You got to okay. get on auto ship, and and then it'll come automatically every month. Uh, 
to the address that you provide. Uh, and, yeah, I'll, I'll be able to see that. What happens is the computer sends me a, uh, a, a an automatically generated email anytime someone signs up, and that tells me that that person is entitled to get a free Healthy Start pack. The only thing they have to do is they have to come to the radio station between the hours of 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Monday through Friday to pick it up, along with a copy of their receipt that they can print out, you know, when they when they join. And it's only available online. Um, don't add, don't even ask if you don't have a computer. Um, if the the deal isn't available to you. Everybody's got. If you don't have a computer, or you're not computer literate. You, you've got a friend or a, re, or a relative or, you know, uh, who, who does have a computer that will go online to kscodeals.com and, uh, and fill out the form for you. Um, okay. So anyhow, yeah, that's what I would do if I, if I were you, um, yeah. uh, okay. Mike. So well, I've, been a, I've been a listener for a long time, very long time. And actually, um, I was carpenter for Billy Graff's mother long ago. And um, oh, wow. you, you guys are fan. You guys are actually absolutely fantastic, and I, you know, I do listen to you as much as I can. I wish I. Well, obviously, uh, thank, thank you. Almost, we want people to. We want people to instead of turning on the radio. But I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> All right, and you could go listen to the first hour of the Saturday special at ksco.com. Uh, certainly, starting uh, within five or ten minutes after this program ends, and it will be posted there. For uh, for eternity, okay. So, okay. <laughs> Mike, thanks for All your call right. to the Saturday special. That opens up a line at four seven nine ten eighty. We'd like to hear from you. We've only got about sixteen seventeen minutes remaining in this program. Uh, and uh, Kay is at the radio station. She'll be there until noon. Uh, if you want to come by and uh, pick up a book or a hat or a uh, a bag. A Made in America canvas KSCO retro logo bag that people comment on all the time. You'll feel like a high-status person if you uh, are seen uh, in and around town with a KSCO tote bag that's made in America and of heavy-duty canvas. So we would like to hear from you, 479-1080, uh, and you can get on the air with us. Let's talk to JT in Watsonville. Hey, you're on. MZ. Hey, good Hi. morning. Hi. Hello, hello. I've got the tote bag. My wife has the tote bag. I've got the hat. My wife has the hat. And we have three of Kay's books. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm one flattered. One of them personally signed. The other one I will bring in to be signed. Okay. Uh, I wanted to say real quick, uh, um, you know you know me, MZ. Uh, I know the station. I'm your like personal monitor that watches over and makes sure all the signals coming out. You can ask Billy Graff about me. He goes, JT calls in whenever there's a problem. Um, yeah, listen, what a guy. Uh, Thank you, JT. I, I've, I've got something to say. Um, I take the nutrients, the tangy and the glucogel and the Mighty 90, and uh, I, I really appreciate them. They have changed my life and the lives of my family, and I'm not trying to I'm, – I'm not into the selling mode, and it's not what yeah, I – Yeah, so you're not even a distributor, right? You're just a user, right? Yes, you're uh, a I'm a distributor, customer. so I get a little bit of oh, a you are a distributor. Out, but I don't uh, – I, uh, I haven't made an adventure out of it yet. Not yet. Maybe someday soon I will. Um, You'll never get any pressure from us. I, I just want everybody to know that, that the opportunity is there if they want. And like the gentleman who called a little earlier, 
talking about his father's uh, continuing to get residual checks from insurance work done, you know, 20 years ago we, or more. We continue to get residual <coughs> checks from work done in 1997, 1998. Well, I'll tell you what, MZ. I got my first Dead Doctors Don't Lie cassette tape back in 1998. And I continue to kick my own butt with my left leg around the block while I'm hopping because I didn't get into the business then because uh, um, I was presented well, that by a really good friend of mine. And I listened to the tape and it sounded very interesting. <coughs> I didn't have Ma, all the background. Someone should hold on, JT. JT, yes, hold sir. on. Ma, yes, somebody needs to show my mom how to use the cough button. Oh. The ra- because she's coughing, you're coughing into the microphone and wrecking the radio show, Mom. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So, yeah. So, Aaron, show my mom how to push the cough button and then she can cough and then no one will hear the cough. <laughs> sorry, JT. No problem, no problem. Listen, uh, um, just one thing I want to say, and I want to tell you, you have a really wonderful combination, and uh, I'm glad that the Longevity uh, um, business has helped us to receive your broadcast and kept you from selling out to clear. Hold, hold on, Aaron, just turn off the mic. Aaron, just turn off the, my mom's mic because we're, it's it's she's whispering, and we're we're getting her whispers more than anything else. So just turn off the mic, please. Over the top of me, I'm loud. Okay, good. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, I'm glad that you were able to proceed with the longevity's help to to continue to serve your community, and you do serve it very, very well. The one thing I will say is, um, as a listener for many, 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 many years, um, as long as the Great Ben, I, I, I hear your two, uh, doctor people, the ones that I really listen to a lot, and I hear Ben Fuchs, awesome, love the guy. He promotes the product, but at the same time, he promotes alternatives for the people who may not want to spend the money or do sure. anything else. And no, he no, doesn't no, that... promote the product in his show, but, but the thing about Doc Wallach, and God, I respect him and all that he's accomplished in his life and all that he's done for us. I mean, all of us, the, the, the health that he's given us. Um, it seems like during his show, um, he has more of a, of a his medicine focus. Right. Well, you're right. You're right, and, and that's the way. Yeah. And that's the way Doc operates, and that's the, and and Doc uh, um, uh, Ben Fuchs operates in a, a slightly different manner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben Ben but Fuchs will will tell the person if if Ben knows of a longevity product that yes. his the person that his person the person he's talking to needs. Uh, he will tell the person about that product. Yes. If he doesn't know about such a product, he'll tell them where to get that product or yeah, suggest a, a generic is, form um, of that. Um, uh, he's real humble. You know what I mean? Uh, Dr. Wallach has earned his degrees, and he's been through court battles, and he's done all kinds of stuff, so I don't expect him to be humble because, you know, he's earned where he is. But Ben, on the other hand, um, he handles things with a, you know what, I'm one of you, I want to help you, I've been trained as a pharmacist, and it's this is what I can say that will help you. And both of the combination are wonderful. You offer a delicious service to people who care to listen, care to learn, and maybe care to make money. Yeah, exactly. And and long before I owned the radio station, I was a big proponent of entrepreneurism. 
you know, at the age of 21, uh, I came to the conclusion that I was unemployable. Um, I, I had been employed by uh, teleprompter cable TV, and in fact, if people go to my YouTube channel, ZBS Boss, they can see, you know, the the they can see a little sample of me uh, when I was 21 years old and had dark hair. Uh, is that, does that have the fart sound on it, MZ? No, 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 no. The fart sound was like seven. <laughs> fart year. Fart sound was when I was fourteen. When I was at okay. KSEO. We we do have the fart sound recorded, not on video, but on audio, and we can play uh -huh. that sometime uh -huh. if anybody wants to hear it. Uh, the one that got you fired. <laughs> yeah, that got me fired for the first time on KSEO. I got fired like it's either two, uh, two or three other times. And the first time I got fired for the fart sound, and that was just January 4th, 1967. Jeez, I thought I'd only be 11 years old. Yeah, that's, well, so I'm only a couple of years older, two or three years older, and uh -huh. I vowed I'd own the place that day, but it, it took a couple of other times of getting thrown out of the place to really reinforce in my, in my mind that I, I really seriously did have to become the owner of KSCO, so no one could, could throw me out anymore. You know. Listen, MZ, I'm going to let you and Kay go. I just want to tell you, I've been to the studio any number of times, and I've met the people, and I think uh, with Dave Michaels between three and four, and uh, and you know what? On, on Comey. Really, tell people that he's Dave is on Comey, K-O-M-Y. Yeah, oh, no, we know. Um, I listen to Comey quite frequently, and, and if I... If it goes to dead air, I immediately call, uh, and I don't even say, tell him Comey's off. I say, um, uh, give me a, put me, God, get, put me in charge of Billy Graff. <laughs> and, uh, Boy, Billy Graff. I don't know everything. that anybody could be in charge of Billy Graff. Uh, no, I mean, in contact with, I'm sorry. MZK, oh. have a wonderful day. Thanks for your station. We all love you. Bye-bye. Thank you, JT. Total free um, space at 479-1080 in area 831. Um, there, uh, people, there, there's email space at mz at ksco.com if you want to shoot me an email. There's less than 10 minutes left in the program here. Uh, let me talk about um, my friend Vern, Vern in, um, in uh, Point Richmond. Uh, sent me uh, something that's interesting here. Is it, um, this is from Mail Online. America could be plunged into a nationwide blackout if just nine of its thousands of power plants were attacked, report unveils. Yeah, coast-to-coast. -coast, can you imagine a coast-to-coast -coast blackout? I mean, I flip out when, when the power goes off in Santa Cruz for a while. And, you know, it's good for KSCO ratings for sure because we have a, a, a diesel power generator at the radio station that automatically kicks in whenever the power goes out for any reason. But can you imagine? I mean, I, I just, I, I, I get chills just thinking about the, a, a nationwide power uh, blackout. Um, so, uh, yeah, what does it say here in the... Uh, yeah, federal regulators fear that um, uh, that the three main elect there's only three main electricity systems in our in our grid for the entire country, 
and federal regulators fear that the three main electricity systems for the U.S. could be entirely wiped out after a small but targeted attack. Concerns raised after a test-run attack on a San Jose, California electric plant where one or two people broke in and wrecked 17 towers. I'm not talking about a cyber attack now. I'm not talking about a fiber cut. Remember that happened about five or six years ago, and it, and it shut out all communications. It knocked out all communications from Santa Cruz to the outside world. I'm not talking about uh, just telephones. I'm talking about telephones and Internet. You remember that? I was so flipped out that I got in the car and drove over the hill and up to my place up in the Bay Area where the fiber had not been cut because I couldn't stand it after two or three hours. Can you imagine what it would be like to to have uh, the entire United States without uh, electricity and, well, without electricity, probably without Internet also because if you're not, if there's no electricity, there's no electricity to the cell towers and so forth that provide the data. Real, real scary. Anyhow, um, do we want to um, do we want to talk about that in the next uh, six or seven minutes remaining in the program? Uh, did you know that there are around fifty-five thousand power plants around the U.S.? But according to this uh, news service uh, called uh, DailyMail.com, it's out of the U.K. Um, anywhere between nine and one hundred would have to be attacked to ruin the system. Only nine to one hundred of the power of the fifty-five thousand power plants in the United States would have to be attacked in order to uh, for there to be a nationwide blackout, just because of the way things are wired up. What a fascinating, fascinating uh, topic for discussion. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, bone chilling here. Let's see what our good friend Richard N. Watsonville has to say. Well, I'll tell you, Mike, uh, I think the electric generator is probably the computer's savior at this point. If you know what for I mean. For a while, for a while until it runs out. Hey, a nationwide blackout could run, I don't know how many, I think we got 10 or 14 days worth of, uh, diesel fuel in our, um, in our, in our fuel tank. At the station. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so you're, uh, so you're good for 15 or 14 days and then what? Exactly. That's then it. What? How, how do yeah. we even get the word out to the to the fuel provider if there's no communications? Well, how are they going to pump it up without the you know doing it manually? How are they going to pump fuel? How are they going to do anything without going the manual? Yeah. You well, know, all the electricity. If all the electricity goes like like you're talking about, then. Uh-huh. All right, you guys are going to be sitting there trying to figure out what to do on what. You won't have a computer. You won't have a cell phone. Hey, it'll all be, uh, you guys will really be scrambling, huh? And I say uh, you guys. I I don't even want to think about it. Well, I don't even want to think about it, Richard N. Watsonville. So why did I bring it up on this radio program? That doesn't make any sense at all. You don't want to talk about that airplane tragedy either. Nobody wants to talk about it, but yet we're all going to have to deal with it at some point. And and, and, I, and we're talking about a physical attack. You don't have to physically attack many power towers. Oh, an uh, EMP. Yeah. An EMP should be able to take care of a whole lot of it, right? 
or a couple of them and take care of all of it. What you talking so, about, Richard? And why, why, is, why is everybody talking about EMPs anyway all of a sudden and whatever happened to the nuclear warheads? Right. Richard, what, what are you talking? What's EMP? What does that stand for? Electric magnetic pulse. Oh, okay. That's where that's where the bomb just leaves heads out and, and uh, blows up in the sky and then takes out all the electronics. Oh, I see. Electronically, and then all of a sudden, everybody's dead in the water. Yeah, you know I'm what? Just, I'm, I'm getting, just wondering I'm getting, where's the backup. I'm getting that's depressed here. Well, you so let me read this. Let me let me read this email from from our good friend Zoltan. Okay, uh -huh. here is a real report on the 9/11 in, inside job, trying to destroy the capitalist system, brainwash the population to set up the homeland security in quotes, in effect against the population of the USA. Follows by attempts of gun confiscation, well, that's global taxation. Happened. Government control of health care, smart meters, email, cell phone listing, internet control, chemtrails, climate change, etc. Control freak liberals under the UN control. Explosions seen and heard by people missing from the official investigation, in quotes. Whitewash, cover up, bone and other body parts blown to other building tops. Only yeah, an no, explosion can, can cause Mike. it. That, that's 9-11. Huge metal columns flying away all over, burning kerosene can only reach reddish color and not white high temperature to melt any steel. Thermate explosions, uh, including sulfur. The basement was blown away first. All the gold from the banks were stolen. By whom? Very, listen, very Mike, interesting. Listen, Mike, the big talk right now is that North Korea and Iran needs a delivery system, right, to deliver yeah. their warheads. Well, they got yes. it now, don't they? They got uh, they it do. now. They got, they or, got or well, or Iran is well on their way, yeah. For the, well, they got the two of them as far as I'm, I'm counting, two of them. Russia's got one. You know, we're going at Russia right now while China's doing all this is the way I've got it figured out. Right. And those planes, if you told me those planes were in Vietnam right now, I'd believe it. Because they've got bases big enough to land those things. And don't forget what happened to that stealth bomber that Scott O'Grady was fly flying in. And they shot that out of the sky. And took all the pieces back to Russia, remember? I'm, that's coming back into focus, yes, Richard N. Watson. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's something that, that when, when he opened up the Bombay doors, the radar picked him up and shot him down. And all the pieces were taken to Russia. And, oh, you know, my God. So, all right. Well, listen. On a on a happier note, before the end yeah. of the program, Aaron. By the way, Aaron, are you are you there? Are are you, are you ready with the um with the that's all, folks? Jingle here at the to, to take us to the end of the program. I am. I I hope Aaron is there, and I hope he heard that. But well, I'll uh, take off and see you later. Not, take okay. There there goes Richard Ann Watsonville, and we got about a minute left here on uh, the Saturday special, and I just wanted to um, let you know that my friend Vern, who sent me this information about the, um, uh, you, you know, about the uh, electricity, the, the scary thing that could happen here to the grids for a U.S., full U.S. thing. U.S. Navy's Blue Angels returned to the skies after the rolling stones of the airshow industry were grounded for 11 months due to military budget cuts. That's real good news to end the uh, Saturday special on. 
And so that's about it. Uh, catch us anytime or the rerun tonight at 10 p.m. That's it. Uh, Taken away with our jingle. KSCO, Santa Cruz, Salinas, Monterey, San Jose. It's 12 noon. Here's CBS News. CBS News, I'm Pam Coulter. It's Russia versus the world. Using its veto power, Moscow derailed a U.N. Security Council resolution designed to neutralize Crimea's impending vote on breaking away from Ukraine. U.S. Ambassador Samantha Power. The legitimate leadership of Ukraine did not instigate this crisis, and neither did the citizens of Ukraine. The crisis came with a label, made in Moscow. In what appears to be Russia's first move outside Crimea, Ukrainian officials say Russian forces took control of a village near the border with Crimea. A bipartisan group of senators are in Ukraine, Wyoming Republican John Barrasso. We cannot allow Vladimir Putin to do what he appears to be doing. In the Crimean capital of Simferopol, CBS's Elizabeth Palmer says Russian troops are keeping a low profile on the eve of the referendum. The new prime minister of Crimea, who was elected under very murky circumstances on the 27th of February, in what amounts to a coup, has marshaled his own uh, armed forces, the self-defense force. Uh, They are a motley crew. They've only got rudimentary training, but they are clearly the muscle here. They're the ones who are patrolling the streets. They're the ones who are going to be around the polling uh, places tomorrow. Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 dropped off radar screens about an hour after takeoff from Kuala Lumpur, but its final communication with satellites was seven hours later, and officials believe the Boeing 777's disappearance was not an accident. CBS News travel consultant Peter Greenberg says... All 239 people on board are being scrutinized by investigators. They're also going into the the email records of the pilots and everybody else on that plane to see if there's any unnecessary chatter, unusual transactions financially, any marital problems, problems with being disciplined as a pilot or a co-pilot that would have affected their career path, anything that would lead to a motivation. But right now they're going beyond the cockpit crew. They're looking at the backgrounds of every passenger on that plane to see who had any flying experience other than the pilot and the co-pilot. Sky News correspondent Neil Patterson says the search is focusing on two areas, but it's still a huge area. We are still talking about hundreds of square miles to be covered. And, you know, frankly, we're not just talking about looking for a needle in a haystack. We're looking for a needle in a haystack of haystacks. Officials believe the plane was deliberately diverted from its planned flight path. A settlement's been reached in a lawsuit involving a Buddhist sixth grader whose parents say he was harassed at a western Louisiana school that routinely pushed Christian beliefs. The ACLU's Heather Weaver. They were incorporating Christian prayer into various classes and school events. They had a um, picture of Jesus displayed over the main entryway. um, And they also um, passed out religious literature. The agreement contains a long list of prohibited practices. This is CBS News. It's the most advanced technology available. Engineered with over 200 million sensory receptors. Its all-terrain design is beautifully formed. Weather-resistant. Reliable. Astonishingly high performance in even the most challenging of circumstances. And it is also the finest search technology in the world. There's nothing else quite like a search dog. Be part of the search. Go to searchdogfoundation.org to see how you can help. You deserve a home that's your haven. 
BlindsGalore.com can take you there with the perfect window treatments for a space all your own. Clark from California says, We've purchased from Blinds Galore before. Their product, including fit and finish, is exceptional. And their price was far below their competitors. With free samples, free shipping, free exchanges, free blind and shade expertise, and truly amazing deals. Blinds Galore really does go galore. Your home is where the good things happen. So keep the good in with Blinds Galore. Blinds Galore. You have attuned in to KSCO AM 1080 and KOMY AM 1340. Serving Santa Cruz, San Jose, Salinas, Monterey, and Watsonville. 63 degrees at KSCO Studios. Today is Saturday, March 15th, 2014. And four minutes past 12 noon. Your friendly voice, Aaron Shore, bringing you your local King of the Hill traffic and Central Coast weather live to you. Taking a look at your roadways in and around Santa Cruz. Looks like traffic is backed up just as you near the intersection of Highway 17 and Highway 1 connections here in Santa Cruz. Highway 1 is backed up just past the near Ocean Street area in the connection towards northbound Highway 1 as you are heading toward Davenport area. Also, an accident, two accidents actually, on 17 Highway 17 and Sims Road, there's a traffic collision. Units are at the scene as of 11.40 a.m. this morning, having just cleared moments ago. Another accident at Highway 17 southbound, just north of Roy Davies. So that is why traffic is congested. Otherwise, all in the clear, as well as in Monterey and San Benito County.